Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Best Of Podcast here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. If you're new to the show, this is the program where we give you the five best minutes from every podcast that we do during the week. Just in case you want to get a chance to hear some new people or you didn't finish an episode, whatever the case may be, figure one-stop shop for you to get the best of us every single week. Let's start it off on Monday where I host a show called Under Review with Vish Kumaran. And Vish was not happy with all the praise Adam Peters seems to be getting for his draft prowess. Over the last six years, seven years, Adam Peters has been like the name you attribute anything good with the 49ers. Like, oh, this happened. Let's give it to Adam Peters. He was the one who picked this guy. He picked this guy. Let's not give any credit to former GM Martin Mayhew, who the commanders actually decided to hire as their GM. No, no, no. Let's not credit that guy. No, 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 no. Let's not credit Rand Carthon, who's the director of player personnel, who the Titans came outside of their organization when they'd already had a built-in thing and a stand-in head coach who had been longstanding with their organization to get him. Let's not give him any credit. Adam Peters. And the joke is, John Lynch played a little media game with Adam Peters. Like, oh, you want to anonymously attribute all these picks to Adam Peters? Well, don't anonymously do it. I'll tell you, Adam Peters put his foot on the table and said, let's draft Ambry Thomas. <laughs> right? there. There's the joking answer. Like, it's, it's, the shine is gone. He picked Ambry Thomas. He was the one. And John Lynch told us. But in, in, a, in a less joking, more serious fashion, I do agree with you. I think his time as just being the number two guy – is you know coming short but i think ultimately the reason he hasn't been taking these jobs and he's been pulling his name out is the same reason george payton pulled his name out for years and chris ballard pulled his name out for years and remember when brian gutenkinst and nick casario all pulled their name out of the niners job when you know you're not going to get a job and you think it's going to someone else, by pulling your name out of that interview, the public optics are way better than, hey, they hired this guy over you, right? When the Browns hired Kevin Stefanski over Robert Sala, it was bad public optics for Robert Sala. You got beaten out by Kevin Stefanski. But when yep. Brian Gutenkins pulls his name out of the Niners GM job with Kyle Shanahan, which we all know he had no chance of getting now, it's, oh, see, Brian Gutenkins doesn't want to work for the 49ers. And so to me, Adam Peters, I think he's got this nice cushy, like just set up where everybody thinks Adam Peters, it's all roses, it's sunshine. He's the guy that drafts all the good players. He doesn't do anything wrong, all of that. But I think that 
what really is the case with Adam Peters is just he's just done a very good job with how he's controlled his PR and how he's controlled his perception with this time here and how he's controlled the fact that he does one interview with Matt Barrows and all of that before the draft and they write positive things about him over at the Athletic and all of that. Yeah. I think that's the big deal. I think Shanahan's the superstar. I think Lynch is the guy Shanahan likes and therefore he's his GM. I don't think Adam Peters matters whether he's here or whether he's not. Wow. Okay. There's a hot take from Bish. Um, I, yeah, I, well, I think it's different than what we're like, you're talking about, like Peters clearly has a narrative that's in his favor, whether he's cultivated that or not, or how much, who knows, but you're right. Like, I think like Chase senior just had a tweet, like, Oh, the bears need to fire everybody, hire Adam Peters and let him build a team. And I, my quote, yeah, I quote tweeted him and I was like, knock it off, Chase. Like, no, how about we leave Adam? It's working for us right now. Let's just leave everybody where they are. But yeah, you know, like. I think that people look at Super Bowl windows and they look in terms of the roster, right? All we hear about is the roster, the quarterback and everybody that applies to the front office as well. Cause you don't get these players by accident. So there's, there's a window there too. Like sometimes you just get a group of guys that are a group of people, I should say that just work really, really well yeah, together. Yeah. And I don't want that team to be broken up either, but you know, we, we don't know that Adam Peters is definitely leaving. We have no idea. That was just the first thought that popped into my head when I saw the news. You're right. And, it absolutely, he might stick around. He might go, who knows? We don't actually, I feel like we don't have a great idea of what his actual, actual perception and reputation is. We just get the occasional article that said, oh, Adam Peters found Fred Warner. He found George Kittle. He found, basically, if you're a good Peter player on the 49ers, you were found by Adam Peters. And if you weren't good and weren't a pick that worked out, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan picked you. It's almost like that's how the story gets written. I find that to be a bunch of baloney in a lot of ways. And finally, the two picks that are directly attributed to Adam Peters in some capacity is one, when the rumor was Mac Jones and it was all Mac Jones, there was reporting from Chris Sims, Mike Florio, and a few other people that the rumor around the 49ers was Adam Peters was smitten with Trey Lance. Trey Lance yep. And that's when the conversation started to shift from the media. Now people can say it was never Mac Jones. It was Trey Lance, whatever. We know Mac Jones was part of the conversation. Thanks to Kyle Shanahan. He let us know. And there was a shift in their thinking. I think the media probably got it right that it was Mac Jones originally, and there was a shift in their thinking, but it was Trey Lance when they drafted Trey Lance. Like, sure, whatever. But the point is we got direct connection that Adam Peters was a guy that was in that corner. That mm -hmm. one didn't work out. The other one, John Lynch was like, hey, guys, guess what? He's done this twice in his GM career. Once he said it with Joe Williams that he was not interested in drafting him, but then he was so happy when Kyle made the call and was like, we got to get this guy. And then the other one is with Ambry Thomas. He goes, this was Adam Peters. Amber, Adam Peters put his foot on the table that they needed Ambry Thomas on his football team. And I've dogged Isaiah Oliver a lot this offseason. I thought he played well versus the Giants. And it makes no sense to me given how he played versus the Giants or how he finished up versus Pittsburgh. And I don't think he played great versus Pittsburgh. It's just how he finished up versus how Ambry Thomas started that game. Then Ambry Thomas got a second start on this roster. I mean, we are talking about Ambry Thomas, who last year, Janoris Jenkins was signed Thursday, and he was playing on Sunday in front of Ambry <laughs> Thomas. Like, it's it's not been a great situation for him. It feels like he's gotten opportunities because of his draft status, and there's one we can directly put on Adam Peters. So I just say, slow the roll with the Adam Peters hype. He's this great drafter, all of this. We have no verifiable proof that he is. And I would love for him to go to a different organization and draft another Kittle, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, every good player on the 49ers there as well. Cause then 
I've, I can maybe give him his credit. But right now, to me, it's gone a little bit extra. I think it's baloney. And I think he's just a guy who knows how to control his narrative in the media. And Rob, you worked in media for so long. You know which coaches are good at selling themselves, which personnel people are good at selling yep. themselves to get themselves ahead, and which guys aren't. There's a reason certain young coaches get promote, promoted and pushed a certain way. It's not that Peter Schrager really knows this guy and he knows that this guy calls the best plays. It's because he's friendly with that guy and he's friendly with a couple other coaches who are boosting up that guy. That's why Robert Sala out of nowhere in 2019, Mike Silver, Peter Schrager, all these people are like, Robert Sala is the new candidate. Robert Sala is the new candidate. Robert Sala is this. He's that. He's that. It was a great media push by him, great media play by him. I wouldn't be shocked if behind the scenes Adam Peters is just got the Niners media in his back pocket a little bit to write a certain way about him. Because again, never heard a positive thing about former Lions GM Rand, or Martin Mayhew, who was hired by Washington, who said anything about Rand Carthon until Tennessee hired Rand Carthon. Okay. On Tuesday, we have bully ball with Steph Sanchez and Jason Aponte. I wanted to talk about the defense. And I think that it starts up front with the defensive line. Hello, Nick Bosa. You know, I think we could have, you know, we weren't going out on a limb saying that Bosa was going to get into the stat sheet, you know, this week, especially when you have the the misses with the offensive line and who's going to be not playing. Javon Hargrave is a baller. Steph, am I going a little too far? But Javon Kinlaw's hooping, and I don't think people want to say that they're watching him hoop. He's hooping. Um, you're, you're not going too far. To 21 snaps, I believe, and he had five yeah. pressures. Yeah. Steph, Javon Kinlaw, did we did we write him off or call him and he didn't call back? Whatever it is, write him and he didn't write <laughs> back. Whatever Geno Smith said. Look, I I think he's obviously outperforming expectations because I don't think we wrote him off. I just think like to protect ourselves, yeah. like we didn't have any expectations for him, and I think it was fair based on like what he had done in his career to this point. Of course, you're always hopeful that he's going to be able to turn it around. You hear every single offseason, he's in the best shape of his life. Oh, like he's done this. He shed all this weight and all that. You hear that like every offseason. And after a while, like it became like, okay, well, we got to see it. We've been seeing it through these first three games. And, you know, we're going to knock on wood if you have it near you, right? But that, you know, we hope that this is going to continue. But I think the fact that he's in a reserved role, you know, he's – He's a part of this rotation. The 49ers aren't exactly depending on him to be, you know, this guy uh, that's a star player or anything like that. He's just coming in on, as you said, like 19, 21 snaps, whatever it was. Um, and he pretty much just has to rush the passer. That's what he's been doing. And he's been doing that really well. So, yeah, I, it, to me, it's a bonus. It's a bonus. If you could get anything out of Javon Kinlaw like you are right now, defense especially on those obvious passing downs yeah maybe the secret sauce was situationally like using yeah. him right um and it's funny because what we knew him for was occupying blocks being a great run run defender but now he's in his bag as a pass rusher man and and i think again when you don't have to send multiple people on the defensive line at the quarterback and you can just use guys in a rotation and you could put nick Bosa on the sideline and give armstead a breather and you can still continue to get that sort of pressure. It's just, it's just a, an absolute bonus, and it's, it's great to see him performing well because it's the first time that he's been fully healthy this way. Um, it's, it's just been fun, and 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 I think I just wanted to continue. Knock on wood. Let's let's let it continue. 
Um, and it's kind of like wood, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's always kind of been a concern. It's just that he hasn't been on the field. So um, now that the expectations have been stripped of, you know, the number nine overall pick and he's a rotational defensive guy, maybe the expectations and the, and the, the thought about him now has put him in a place where he's comfortable, but you know, Javon Hargrave's great. So is Eric Armstead, both of them, multiple pressures, Nick Bosa, you know, uh, well, I believe uh, Daniel Bellinger is the tight end for the Giants. Uh, Daniel, I, if you see 97 in front of you, uh, <laughs> you might want to get a hand on that guy. Like, letting him run right by you might not be the way to protect Daniel Jones. Just saying. Just saying. I, I, I could have well, Easier said than done. I, I don't know why they're putting the No, no, no. I mean, he looks surprised. Like, oh, who's this 97 guy? Oh, he's running past me. And he, like, barely touched him. I'm like, all right, man. Like, let's get your head on the swivel here. Where's 97. Wednesday's show is Stats and Cone. That's me and Grant Cone from Sports Illustrated. Do you think they're the best team in the league through three games? Yes. What What is the criticism of them? Their defense is not good. Their offense is like, what I'm is the... I'm not criticizing them. They're clearly in the upper echelon, if not the top tier, but you number one uh, above Miami. Yeah. What? Because Miami had one good week against a trash team? What happened when the Niners played Miami? And they had Tua, by the way. And Brock came in off cold off the bench. They kicked the hell out of him. So, yeah, I'm putting yeah, the Niners over the Miami had a, had a, was a That was a different team. And Miami had a lot of injuries that day. But that's fair. I mean, hold on. So, what have they done this, this year? They I'm looking at them. They put up 36 on the Chargers. They put up 24 on the Patriots and 70 on the Broncos. I mean, their, their defense gave up 34 the first week. But since then, 17 and 20. Vic Fangio, I... No, man. I mean, to me, there's five teams that matter in the league. Five. The Niners, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Those are the teams that matter. The Niners are one of them. Are they That's the best fair. of them? Maybe. It ain't Dallas, man. Forget. Can we just talk about Dallas for a second? Sure. Been frauds. They definitely, I mean, look, Dan Quinn's good. He gets Kyle Shanahan. He matches up well. Michael Parsons, great player. But Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, my goodness. My goodness. I mean, everyone knows Mike McCarthy sucks. That's not a secret. Don't know why he's coaching in the league anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's been passed by so long, so many times. He's been lapped so many times. Dak, though, man. Dak. Like, he got outplayed by Josh Dobbs last week. Straight up. J Dak is might be the most overrated quarterback in the league. If that he played for any other team, no one would care about Dak Prescott. It's the Cowboys effect. It is. His pick last week was hideously bad in the end. Like the Ooh. linebacker is right there. He throws it right to him. Anyway, I I'm was sorry. Happy. Like, I'm not trying to call a guy like scared or football. I didn't play football. Not one day. I was scared of playing football. But <laughs> Dak, ever since he broke his leg, just doesn't exude confidence on the field anymore. Like he's a lot like Jimmy to me. Once the play extends, you could kind of feel Dak's anxiety emanating through the screen. Same with Jimmy. Whereas Brock is like getting more confident as the down goes on. I'm not saying Brock's better than Dak, but I'm not saying he's not either. I think he, Dak is so overrated. It's, it's an interesting comparison. I'll say that. Uh, Ezio says, Rob, why did you just scold me about my comment? I won't say anything back because I respect my elders. Man, everybody's younger than me. Just messing around. Salute to you both. It wasn't about you. It was just more about I hear a lot of talk about how Brock is better than Jimmy. And it's like, OK, but like that is not. That's not the bar. That's not the measure of a great. It wasn't really about you. It was more about just people in general saying it was really that. more about what, what Rob's going going on in Rob's life right now. He's got some stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's he, does he not look 22? I am shocked. I thought you were just starting out. 
you, man, you are just pumping up the ego today. Uh, Chris is back, says, dead serious. Grant, are you a 49er fan or is it just work for you? For example, say your job is Walmart greeter. Would you be pulling for them? Dead serious am I a Niners fan? You really paid $5 to ask that question? What do you think, Chris? You really don't know? No. Have you seen me after a, after a Niners loss? Have you seen what I do after Niners losses? I hasn't been one in a while. But I, no, I don't actively root against the 49ers because business is better when they're good. So great. But when they lose a game, it doesn't like a real fan that ruins your day. Chris, when the Niners lose, be honest, that ruins your day, right? Like if, if you're with your wife or you're like sullen and you might sulk, like that's what real fans do. I light up like, oh, oh, it's time to talk about stuff. Oh, there's like meat on the bone. Like not, not like, let me kick them in the nuts. I'm not, I don't, it's not like that. It's just like, let's actually analyze things as opposed to just being like the 49ers are the best. We're go, go Niners. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I didn't get in the game to just be a cheerleader. That's not what I do. Other people are better at, at, at throwing them pom-poms in me. I'm not a pom-com. I'm not a pom-pom guy. I just not. It's not how I do. There are. It's way easier to break down a game and react to a game after they lose because when they're, especially when they've been as good as they've been on this streak, it's like, yep, Christian McCaffrey still good, Eagle Samuel yep. still good. But when they lose, it's like, okay, what went wrong? But I oh. am, I mean, my day is ruined. When they lose, my day is really. Oh yeah, I That's, hate it. That is so charming. I love everything about you, Rob. You are just <laughs> terrific. No, I like I am. I may I've been a fan of this team for 33 years. Whether I was doing this job or something else, I would still be a fan of this team. Yeah. First like season I, you remember. First season you remember watching. Uh 94. The Super Bowl year. Really. Me too. Me too. Thursday is the original gold standard podcast myself and Levin Black. How does the whole Steve Wilkes lawsuit against the Cardinals? factor into any of this and the reason i bring that up is mike mcdaniel just dropped 70 on the broncos back in the day mike mcdaniel was a ball boy for the denver broncos and he wanted a job to be interviewed on the coaching staff and they wouldn't give him an interview and if you don't think that that contributed to mcdaniel dropping 70 on denver i think you're nuts because if you listen to mike mcdaniel in that play callers podcast series he talks about being taken advantage of by kyle Mm -hmm. shanahan He talks about how other coaches freak out and he doesn't get emotional. He talks about the arrogance of other coaches thinking that their play calls can make or break a game. He thinks he's got it all figured out and he's very high opinion of himself. And look, right now it looks like he's right to have that opinion. But I think that was a factor in that game. Wilkes obviously has ill will towards the Cardinals because according to him, he was put in a terrible position and it sounds like he was and shame on the Cardinals if they did that. Do you think that, you know, maybe he goes into this game with a little bit of an axe to grind? Absolutely. And I think that, that I'm sure that has been communicated to the players and they're well aware. Um, but Wilkes isn't the one that's going to be on the field. I would love to see some kind of celebration, like a sack celebration or a turnover celebration that pokes fun. At it somehow, a little like burner phone. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Do some kind of like where you're trying to call, and the other guy's like, "No, no, XX, you can't call me," and still trying to call. You know what I mean? That would be hilarious. If if you don't know what we're talking about, when Steve Wilkes was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, the GM Steve Kime got suspended because I believe he got a DWI, and 
instead of just following the terms of the suspension, he got a burner phone allegedly, according to Wilkes, and was like trying to communicate with the team. And the owner was like, "Here, use this burner phone." And Steve yeah. Wilkes like, "Hey, I don't want to be breaking any rules here, you know." On the interim head coach, and it just it was a very toxic situation. Steve Wilkes is suing the Cardinals, and so that would be fascinating if it happened. Who do you well, think is he's suing? Likely? If I'm not mistaken, his reason for suing them is because he thinks they fired him over not going along with it like putting up resistance to it because they fired him after only one season. So I think that that was his big grind. It was like they wanted to break all these rules and he stood up and was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then they said, okay, leave basically. Uh, yeah. The, the uh, lawsuit against the Cardinals said there's evidence that Kime was involved during the so-called suspension and that he's alleging racial uh, discrimination. I think it's a factor. Who do you think is most likely to do the little cell phone? I, you think it's Warner? You think it's uh, Bo- Bosa yeah. has his own, so he may not. Bosa's not going to do it. Bosa, that's not him. Uh, it, it would be Warner or Greenlaw, I would say. Those Greenlaw, would be the top two. <laughs> <laughs> those, I would say the, those are the top two. I, I could see some, something like it doesn't even have to be necessarily a sack and turnover. I could see Greenlaw getting like a huge tackle on that sideline. You know, and just looking at them and doing something like this, you know, just to like, you know, bring it up, throw it in there a little bit. Like, I could see Greenlaw doing it. Uh, as far as defensive line, I, I don't, I don't think any defensive lineman like Armstead is the quiet type. Bosa is clearly the quiet type, and he has his shrug. Yeah, uh, Hargraves hasn't been around. I don't see him doing that, and I don't see Drake Jackson doing it either. Like, I, I don't think it would be a defensive lineman. Put it that way. I could see Mooney Ward doing it. If he gets an interception, but right, if he I, makes it. the linebacking crew for the 49ers is where all of the energy is for that defense. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one thing I, I didn't ask you about when we were talking about Gannon. I How dare you? I know. Um, you know, he was obviously with the Eagles last year. He's prepared for this 49ers bunch, obviously yeah. going into the yeah. NFC championship game. You know, we were talking about how well he knew Dallas. Do you think that, from his perspective at least, he feels like he's got a handle on the 49ers because of the work that he put in last year? To a certain degree. But, like I said, he has whole, a whole new personnel. So, in terms of how he can attack, it's not necessarily going to be the, the same, right? Because the players are different. So, he doesn't have the same strengths and weaknesses that he had with the crew that he had in Philly to be able to do that. So, I do think that changes. But I will say he's one of the few coaches that's getting to coach against the Brock Purdy 49ers for the second time. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of insight there because that does change things. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. On Fridays, we close the week with our betting and fantasy show. That is myself and Michelle Majuk from NFL.com. We call it the Gold Diggers. All right. Uh, should we get into some of the best bets for the week? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. I have three that I have picked out. How many do you have? I have three as well. I think one of ours is the same, though, right? I think so. I want to point out Levin and I six for six last week. He was perfect three for three. I was perfect three for three. You're you're dismissive. I see you. You're shaking your head. You're poo-pooing. Six for six. I'm not poo-pooing anything, but you guys have brought this up 100 times now. Were you six for six? Uh, I don't don't know if I've heard that yet. We were perfect. All the best hit. Okay. So that's, that's really good to know. Mm-hmm. Well, all mine are going to hit this week. All right. So I'm taking two 49ers and one Cardinals player. The thing is one line I want to take, it's not up yet, but it's George Kittles over whatever his receiving yards is. <laughs> it's really just, it comes down to that. I don't think they're going to have it too high, right? Cause George Kittles has been inconsistent, but probably around 50, 60 yards. And I'm willing to take anything over that. Uh, so we know a, George Kittle always destroys the Cardinals, especially for fantasy. But over the last two games, um, or two of the last three games he's played, it's been 101 yards and 84 yards. But he has five touchdowns over the last three games against the Cardinals. We know Kyle Shanahan likes to take advantage of the the best uh, matchups, right? And the Cardinals have been really bad against tight ends. They still are. No Debo. Ayuk injured. We've already brought this up. I, this is How is this not a George Kittle game? I agree with you. And especially when the other team doesn't have like a premier, premier elite pass rusher that frees up Kittle, takes away some of his blocking responsibilities. Even with Buda Baker, George Kittle would put up big numbers against Arizona. Buda Baker's not going to be there. I totally agree with you. And I love it. I keep saying, let him, let him run, man. He's the guy. And we've talked about this before, like with Debo, where when he catches the ball and runs and break tackles, he just provides like juice to the entire offense, like momentum. It's like whenever they're kind of slogged down, get one of those guys the ball and it pumps everybody up. Let them out of the out of the packaging. Let's go. I'm totally on board with you. I think I would go as high as 60 would probably be my limit. Even though I think he'll have a bigger game than that, I just, I don't know if I want to actually bet that, but I think that's as high as I would go. And I don't think it's going to be higher than that. They don't normally put tight ends that, right. like, unless you're Travis Kelsey, your number is not going to be higher than that. And it fine, like, it's not like George Kittle has been killing it all year, right? Like, he was a ghost until last week when he had a great game because he needs either Debo or Ayuk to be out of the game to be used. When they're all there, he kind of just got gets forgotten gotten about okay. yeah but with Ayuk gone you know we saw his targets go up now I think with Debo gone we're gonna see his targets stay the same especially in this matchup 
Uh, quick aside, Chris says the Jets are looking at Carson Wentz reportedly. Uh, I would consider it if you're the Jets. Yeah. You have to consider something. At least he has high-end talent that you've seen, you know. But anyway, uh, okay. That is best bet number one. I like it. Um, I went with three others. Like I said, one is the same. Do you want to do the ones that's the same now, or do you want to save that for the end? We can save that for the end. Okay. My first best bet in this one is Jake Moody field goals. And you know, I sometimes take a bet that I will just take every week because I think in the long run, you will ultimately end up making money. For years, it was Jimmy Garoppolo over one half interceptions per game. I consistently said, if you take that every week, you're ultimately going to make money. I think this one is Jake Moody over 1.5 field goals. He's nine for nine so far on the year. Three field goals in every single game. We know the 49ers are going to be able to move the ball. That's just what they do. They haven't really been great in the red zone at getting touchdowns. So that obviously sets up well for this bet. I think on the year, there are seven for 13 getting touchdowns. That's 54% in the red zone. And the thing about Moody is because he has such a big leg, you may be able to steal a field goal at the end of the first half or something like that. Or maybe where they're at the edge of scoring range and Kyle kicks a 57 or a 58 yarder where you weren't getting that with Robbie gold. Cause he just didn't have the leg for it. So I'm going Moody over 1.5 field goals. Yeah. I mean, Moody at like, there's been no one. I feel like anyone who was good in the preseason this year just stinks in the regular season and whoever struggled in the preseason <laughs> is great. Like just across the NFL, but Jake Moody's killing it. I mean, I have him in my fantasy leagues and anything uh -huh. I have kickers in and he's been absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I think this is a pretty easy one. I will say where I, I personally get my, um, I know we did get a question in here about where we bet right i got my lines from DraftKings, so that's where I'm, I'm taking these bets from right here uh so on DraftKings, jake moody's at like minus 135 for the one and a half field goal so maybe you can like kind of shop around and see if there's anyone else gives you better odds there how about this michelle you're getting called out levin says if michelle misses a bet this week you have to do a lemon juice shot next week and if you go three for three he'll do one lemon juice shot sounds great sure yeah i I, would I like lemon juice. I I just, yeah, like I'll just do one of those. That sounds fantastic. I actually like my mouth is watering thinking about it. I might go do one <laughs> after this. No mimosa for you this week? No, I um I had a little bit too much to drink last night. So just uh -huh. a Dr. Pepper today. Mm-hmm. I'll see how it is. Okay. Num best bet number two for you. So this one just seems illegal. I just, I, it just seems like way too easy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey over 79 and a half rushing yards. Again, this is on DraftKings. Uh, like, how is he not going to hit 80 rushing yards? A, he's, you know, killed that line in weeks one and week two. In week three, he did only have 85 yards, but they didn't need him at the end of the game. I mean, they brought in Elijah Mitchell. He was taking a lot of those. And maybe he's not needed again in the fourth quarter in this game, but I think he's going to have some big runs like Tony Pollard last week. They were getting beaten hard, right? The Cowboys. And he still put up 122 rushing yards against the Cardinals. Yep. CMC is going to hit 80 unless he gets hurt. It's so tempting to just take him, take everything, like everything. Give me, give me the Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown score. Although he's minus 300 for that this week, which tells That's you why I didn't do that yet. <laughs> how confident Vegas is that he's going to score, but just like the whole offense is him and he's so damn good. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets this. And I think he may get it because he's going to break one. 
He's he has nine explosive plays on the season. The 49ers have 24 as an offense. And for reference, an explosive play is a rush over 10 yards or a pass play over 20 yards. McCaffrey has nine of those on the year. He may bust off a 45 or 50 yarder. And then you're you're sitting pretty for the rest of the game. As long as he doesn't get hurt. I think that could happen this week. So I'm on board with your Christian McCaffrey over 79 and a half. Yeah. And uh, I didn't look at Elijah Mitchell's line, but I would be tempted to possibly take that as well, because hopefully we've been talking about this. They do limit Christian McCaffrey's usage a little bit. And against the Cardinals, that's hopefully not a matchup. You need to put 25 touches on his body, get him, right. you know, 15 carries, but I think he can get 80 yards on 15 carries. So I'm taking, and they'll probably feed him more than that because I don't think they are worried about saving his body. They just want to use him right now. Red and gold till I'm dead and cold podcast says today's show presented by Crayon Grape and Dr. Pepper. Hey, Crayon Grape or Dr. Pepper, if you want, you know, I'll take your money. Uh, I guess yours um, isn't going to, you know, kill you because That's diet soda is pretty bad. For you. Oh, well, OK, there goes that sponsorship. Thanks very much, Michelle. Uh, Levin says pure lemon juice. Y'all are nuts. So sour and tough to do without making a meme worthy face. I love lemon juice. Again, I'm on board with this. Like, sign me up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I will do this bet for sure because I have like a bottle of lemon juice. So I'll go take it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Adam says, anyone feel the 49ers got a bum deal with the season schedule this year? Three games we play, a team coming off a bye, and the week we come off our bye, we play Jacksonville, who is also coming off the bye. Yeah, the Niners did get a, a crappy schedule this year in terms of rest. Um, there's nothing we can do about it, but you're absolutely right. They actually play five games with a rest disadvantage this season. So you're a hundred percent. We're not, yeah, we're not getting into really where the season gets super hard for them in terms of travel, right? They get two home games and then that's where it stops here. And it's going to get extremely hard with, when it comes to their body. So they need to get a, these guys are already not healthy. They need to get them healthy because after that they are flying from the East coast to the West coast, the East coast to the West coast, like many times at the Browns in week six at the Vikings in week seven, then they're home against Cincinnati and then they get the buy. So, but then they go at Jacksonville. That's Florida. But like, remember when they're home, they have to fly back. Like it's not just at the Vikings they have to fly back home. Right. It's like another and travel. And as far as we know, they're not doing like the stay on the East coast type of thing. They have to go to Jacksonville in week 10 and then back home against the Buccaneers. It's, it's not a great travel schedule. The Niners travel the second most miles of any team in the league other than the Seattle Seahawks. So Adam is a thousand percent right when he says they got a raw deal. Okay. Uh, let's see my next. Okay. That one's the same. Oh, this is a weird one. I want your opinion on this, Michelle, because this is like not a best bet that I normally do. But I saw it and I was like, you know what? The Niners props are not up for most people. So I'll take this one. Both teams to score a rushing touchdown in the game. Yes, is plus 230. Oh, wow. I think the Niners are going to get one for sure. And the Cardinals, they that's all they want to do is run the ball and give it to James Conner. I feel like either Dobbs or Conner or somebody's going to get one. So to me, at plus 230, I'm taking this one. So uh, Connor has five touchdowns in his four career games against the 49ers, and he has one 
at least one touchdown in each of his last three games against the 49ers yes. since joining the Cardinals. So I do, I think this is a really good bet. I mean, Connor is a good bet to just get into the end zone in any given game. We know CMC. I mean, clearly Vegas is expecting him to get in the end zone with right. minus 300 odds to score. And I would imagine James Connor's odds to score a touchdown are probably minus as well. So I don't know how you put those two things together and then get plus, would you say one plus two thirty? So that oh, means you bet. A hundred dollars, you win two hundred thirty dollars. Yeah. So, like for me, it would be like bet ten dollars, and you win two hundred, and or you win twenty three dollars. Right. Yeah. But, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great great bet. I love that one by you. James Conner is plus one fifty five for any time touchdown scorer, and Ooh. McCaffrey, like we said, like is minus three hundred. So I don't know. Again, it's a weird. I don't normally go in this area, but I was like, hey, you know what? It's when something like jumps out to me, I generally take it. Yeah. And talking about James Conner, we both have this. We both love this bet over 53 and a half rushing yards. He's hit that easily in each of the three games and really easy over the last two weeks. Again, we've brought this up. I mean, this entire offense runs through James Conner. Do I think he's going to be super efficient? No, but I, I, I do think he's going to be okay. Kyron Williams last week, 52 yards on 14 attempts. And 3.7 yards per carry, you may say, wow, the 49ers did really good against him. But that's like Kyron. That's what Kyron Williams averages, right? That's like his normal. Like, that's his normal. So I think he just did the normal. And we didn't really get to see the Steelers or the Giants run on them whatsoever. Najee Harris led the Steelers with six rush attempts, averaged over five yards per carry against them. And then Matt Breda had four carries last week. So it's like we just didn't get to see anybody else run besides Kyron Williams. And he did he did what he normally does. So I think James Conner is going to be okay in this game. I think he gets at least 14, 15 carries and he can, it's going to be around 55 to 70 rushing yards somewhere in that range. Yeah. I think it's a combination of one. Connor is pretty good at breaking tackles Two, That's all they want to do. And I think he's going to get the volume. He's never had less than 14 carries in any game this year. So far, he averages 89 yards per game this year. So even if the 49ers hold him way below his average, he can still hit this over and I saw a stat. I think the Cardinals, again, this assumes that I know how to read, but the Cardinals, I believe, are top three in the league in rushing yards before contact. So that tells me they are blocking things up really well. It tells me that whatever their rushing scheme is, they're finding weak spots in the defense and using it to gash teams. And so I think, again, I think that with the combination of the success of Connor and the volume that he's going to get, and it's only 53 and a half. That's not very many. I'm taking Connor and I feel pretty comfortable. Yeah. Again, if Kyron Williams can hit 52, like I think James Connor easily hits this 53 and a half. And if he doesn't, then this is, I, I think, an absolute blowout by the 49ers. Like I think they destroyed them. That's the thing, too, is that uh, even if the Niners are up by two scores, like the Cardinals have no choice, really. They're going to have to run the ball. So the only way he doesn't get the opportunities is like what you talked about. Maybe the Niners get the ball first and score force a turnover, score again, stop the Cardinals, get it back, kick a field goal to where just the game script totally flips and Arizona has no shot to do otherwise. But I don't think that's going to happen, like I said, especially not in the first half. So I think the first half will be close enough to where they're going to keep feeding Connor. Yeah, I think he can hit this in the first half. Ooh, that's ballsy. Does their first half rushing over for him? Probably is. It's not even going to be, it'll probably be like, 27 28 rushing yards take that oh that makes me nervous man i don't like those first half bets 
That's I don't know why. Something some bets I just don't make. Those are definitely ones that I just stay away from. I think it sounds like a fun one, especially you were bringing up the Cardinals start so hot and that's going to be when maybe the game is actually a close score. It'll be running a lot. I, I could see him having 60 rushing yards in the first half and then ending with, you know, 75, 80, like not doing much at all <laughs> right. in the second half. Thanks so much for spending part of your Saturday with us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you got a chance to hear some new voices and maybe you uh, give the shows an additional follow or two. Anyway, thank you so much. Just a quick reminder before we go, please, please, please join us for the instant reaction show immediately following 49ers Cardinals on Sunday. I will be live on our YouTube channel with Levin Black. That's the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel. We'll be breaking down everything that happens in the game. Good, bad, ugly. We have a lot of interaction, a lot of back and forth with people. It's one of the most fun shows that we do, and we hope you'll decide to be a part of it. Enjoy your Saturday, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk after the game. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.